All right, we are recording. This is Politicking with Eddie. I am slightly drunk, but we are going to do this, and we're going to do it right. Doug is looking at me like I should not have admitted that I was slightly drunk, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, I guess we're throwing professionalism way out the window on this one. All right, but let's go. No, this is going to be an exceedingly entertaining podcast. And uh, and we're gonna. This is gonna be. People are gonna cite this in okay. ten years from now as our okay. preeminent episode. That's All right, let's do this. This is this is number one. This is Sunday. We are recording that Sunday at one twelve Mountain Time. Tomorrow is the Iowa Caucus. Now, right now, let's combine this with issue number two: Bernie Sanders being. What many see as the current frontrunner of the campaign, as Elizabeth Warren was really not able to cement her position when she was the frontrunner. I thought she was going to have a shot, but yeah, yeah she kind of just she dropped the ball, unfortunately. A little but, bit. Same, same thing with Joe Biden. He was unable to, from the get-go, he was the frontrunner, but he was unable to really offer anything that juicy that people were able to grasp onto other than he was the vice president to the former two-term Democratic president. And he just can't admit the wrong. Whatever he does something wrong, he just will that's not admit true. That's, that's also true. That's also true. I'm not, I, I don't hate Joe Biden like many other Democrats that will be voting in the primary, but you're, you're absolutely right about that. He's been wrong about several things and he fucked up. Um, Pete Buttigieg, here's the thing with Pete Buttigieg. Maybe Pete. I don't mind saying I really like Pete. If he was, if he was the nominee eight years ago, and perhaps he was straight, he would have won. Um, people don't want him. He's the youngest person running for the nomination in a Democratic primary, and and young people don't want him by a strong oh, margin. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, I wish is that is it Yang Gang for the uh, for young people? No, it's it not. Bernie. Not really. Not really. It's not Bernie. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. It's Bernie Sanders. Bernie. Far and away. In fact, in fact, when in two thousand and eight, when Barack Obama, when he, had, when Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton had effectively pushed John Edwards to the side, Barack Obama had basically doubled up on the support for eighteen to thirty. Uh, Democratic primary voters. He had, he had doubled Hillary Clinton's voters. Um, whereas Bernie Sanders has effectively doubled on Barack Obama's margin. He is completely dominating among 18 to 30 uh, yeah, voting really? in the Democratic. Oh, just, oh it's oh. unreal. So we'll see if that maintains in, in the primary as we go forward. But right now he is by far and away the favorite of 18 to 30 uh, Democratic primary voters. People just just is because of his combination. I think of his corporate consulting experience and the fact that he has these blemishes on his mayoral career in the black blemishes. There you go, the black man indicating they're a bit more than blemishes. Um, But he has had he's has issues with the black community as his tenure as mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And the reality is. Black voters make a disproportionate number of influence in the Democratic primary in 2020, and you have to have good support among them. Whereas he has, I think, the last time we took a poll in South Carolina, which is the first primary state that's voting that has a substantial black population, he was around 1%. And that's really good, huh? (laughs) So that's really not going to cut it. Um, 
I like Bernie Sanders quite a bit as a human being. I like him more than I have liked any other <coughs> human being running for the Democratic nomination in my lifetime. Well, his, and that, his paperwork checks out. And oh, that, yeah, that means a lot. When you're in your 20s and there's a fo- photograph in the 1960s of you being in handcuffs, yeah, carted away by the cops yeah, yeah, at a civil rights demonstration, yeah. you have my respect. That yeah. paperwork checks out. Hey, that's hey, that's no fake on that. It's not Photoshop. Yep. That yeah. that being said, however, I don't I don't I he has not done anything. He has not done anything in his career in the Senate, and I think that really matters to people like me who have worked their entire career in politics. He that matters to people that have paid attention to politics for longer than the 2016 primary campaign against Hillary Clinton. And I and it sounds condescending. I realize that. However, we this constitution, this country was founded on the premise of compromise. Bernie Sanders has based his career in politics on not compromise, on on, on just on this pure leftist agenda. And we're not in a leftist country. We are in a country that is in many respects, center-right. and So let me ask you something. So if it came down to it, and Bernie was the guy he won, let's say he did, in like some, you know... Um, right now, he's got to be the favorite. Let's, let's say, like, you know, like, fast forward, like, and he wins. Do you think he legitimately has a shot to beat Trump? You. Honestly, I think he's got an equal chance at losing to Trump spectacularly as he does as beating Trump. Here's the thing. Every so wait, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Every single presidential election comes down to pocketbook issues. How is the economy to to me, to the middle class consumer doing? And right now, they're doing pretty good. And so Bernie Sanders presents, if he is the nominee, the nominee against Donald Trump, he presents the most radical vision against capitalism, against Donald Trump, as is possible among all of the possible nominees. And so unless this, unless things change between now and November, whereas the economy is going to, we're, we're in a near depression, between now and November, so I just can't. I can't envision that this country will go for someone as radically different who is advocating policies that are anti-capitalist. Now, whereas we're, whereas a quarter of the country, maybe you know, we're in a depression, and a quarter of the country doesn't have jobs, and the stuff that Bernie Sanders sounds good to people that don't, lost their jobs, that's different. I don't think we're going to be in that position. And I think it's fucked up to hope that we're in that position. So you feel like the only way that uh, a guy like Bernie could get in, or something like that's what I'm saying, a radical person, not when I say God, let me clarify that, that could get in is by like, catastrophe with the way the voting is now? This is what I can say. I'm, I'm Cuban, and I'm from Miami, mm-hmm. and I'm used to talking to other Cubans. Mm-hmm. There are there's no shortage of Cuban people that identify themselves as liberals or as probable voters for the Democrat in November. However, they they always have an asterisk attached to that. Whereas, if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, I can't vote for them, Why? and that's because most Americans don't have the experience 
of most Floridians, whereas most Floridians know mm-hmm. Cuban, yep. Cubans. And Cubans came to Florida, by the most part, as refugees from yep. communist Cuba, yep. from, a, from a government that calls itself socialist. So this is the first nominee for the Democratic Party, serious nominee, who's called himself socialist. These people, these Cubans that call themselves liberal in Miami, hate that because they see Castro. A lot oh, of them, yeah. a lot of them see Castro when they Name see Bernie Sanders. Okay. This is a guy, and this again. Here's the other thing that this is. He honeymooned in Moscow. Precisely. Crazy. Nate. Nate said it. A lot of the stuff that Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders has has got a free ticket. In the primary here, and in the in the primary in 2016, mm-hmm. where his opponents refused to really get that negative, mm-hmm. the reality is that Bernie Sanders is a radical candidate. This is a this is a guy who chose to take his honeymoon, like Nate said, in Soviet Russia, <laughs> in the height of the Cold War. Wow. That's fucking crazy, wow. and that's not something that takes take some. Uh... Cajones, Pre- precisely, and that's not something that we've heard a lot about, but it's the reality. This is a guy who wrote essentially rape fan yeah. fiction in yeah. the 1970s. Yeah. Yes, Doug is looking at me like I'm a crazy exactly. person because he's never heard this before. Exactly. But if he what? is the, if he is yes. the nominee against Donald Trump, dude, I like, guarantee you you'll be hearing dude, this dude, all dude. the time. Oh, Writing I, about. I Yes, writing about how women like getting raped and shit. What? Yes, like act like legit. Yes, Bernie, Bernie, now you bad boy out there, Bernie. Damn. So this is the problem: is that he's not been the recipient of negative attacks from other people running in the Democratic primary in 2016 or in this 2020 campaign. And you better believe Donald Trump, the most negative campaigner, the most the person who is most irrespective of boundaries. Of traditional political boundaries will put everything that will affect middle America into this campaign. Grab him by the pussy, though. That's this. That's this general. It's this person. How is that different, dude? It's, oh, di- it's different it? because he's a Republican and Bernie Sanders oh, is a socialist oh, Jewish guy. That's why I'm oh, telling you, people will latch on to anything okay. they can yeah, to get. Good point, good that's point. true, though. Good Am point. I? Yeah, I'm not right. lying, no, no. though. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I say I agree, but I like that. Yeah. That's a good I mean, way it to play sucks, it. but yeah, we have only like we have only seen hidden aspects of anti-Semitism in these primary campaigns. If Bernie Sanders is the nominee, you think you think Trump will pull that card? Yes. If he is the nominee, yeah. the first wow. potential man, Jewish that's, that's president, he basically oh, has, dude. That's kind of bold, he has man. without saying uh, it, anyways. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to be like Missouri. You got to show me on dude, that. Dude, his dog whistle hey, some hey, shit already, hey, man. Hey, uh, that's uh, his dog whistle is real loud. It's not even that Bernie Sanders is passively Jewish. Bernie Sanders is the most Jewish motherfucker in the United States. Like you just hear his voice unattached to a f- photograph of Bernie Sanders, you know that motherfucker is from Brooklyn. New York. This man said passively Jewish. <laughs> oh man. So I mean, the reality is this: is is what it comes down to is me. I know I can speak for Nate when I say this. We like Bernie Sanders yeah, as like a Bernie. human yeah, being. A we lot. respect him for what he stands for. I voted for him in 2016. I went to rallies. I was a huge. I'm, I mean, I like him. I do. Same thing with me. At the and, end, 
And for the record, Doug likes Bernie too. As a person, he cool. There you go. Try to put me out like like <laughs> for Nate, but they won't say nothing for me. They ain't gonna put that out there. What's well, I don't know. Man? Would you like to get spoken for? I wasn't necessarily. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna agree. I just had to put it out there. Yeah, yeah, just can't just leave it open. This is this is what it comes down to. Is we all most people like Bernie Sanders and respect what he is what he has stood for his entire career, his entire life as an adult. However, when you review his career in the Senate, when you talk to other Democratic senators, and he's not a Democrat, he'll be the first to tell you he's not a Democrat, but when you talk to Democratic senators that have worked with him, they don't like him. He doesn't he he condescends to the Democratic caucus. He's not someone who is about compromise. And this is a country that was founded on the premise of compromise. We all love Bernie Sanders, but you should take a step back and examine, is this the best guy to get legislation passed in Congress? And I think objectively, when you look especially at the 2018 midterms and the candidates that he endorsed, they all lost. Moderates are who... Moderates and people on the center, center left, these are the people that won in the midterms. All of the candidates that were of the far left that Bernie Sanders supported, they all lost. We all, A lot of us wish this country was a less leftist country and wish that these policies that Bernie Sanders espoused were realistic, but they're not. And we need to come to grips with that. Or Donald Trump is going to fuck us up in November and be reelected. So what's the solution? The solution, in my view, is that Elizabeth Warren gets her shit in order and starts running like a serious candidate for the presidency. Because what Elizabeth Warren represents to people like me and to a lot of people that were paying attention to politics before Bernie Sanders announced he was running for president in 2016, what what Elizabeth Warren represents is Bernie Sanders for the mainstream. Yeah. As, as a workable Bernie Sanders. Yeah. As the most Bernie Sanders were ever likely to elect president. Yeah. And that's the reality. She might not have been a career Democrat. I was not a lifelong good human being, but I am now, I claim to be. A, a saint like you? Oh, man. <laughs> the reality is, us as human beings, we evolve. And she is, she is the, she, she's one of the most liberal members of the Democratic Senate. And she's the most liberal person that we could hopefully elect to the presidency. That's why why I was rooting for her, but like she kind of lost a lot of steam. Precisely, and is in the best interest. She's not. This is, I think, what Democrats. This is, I think, what the what a big issue in this primary is. Mm -hmm. Democrats now, since two thousand and eight, we think there's always going to be a Barack Obama in the primary. We think we're always going to have this selection of this amazing candidate. The reality is no. Barack Obama was a once-in-a-lifetime candidate. And we don't have this great, perfect candidate any longer. We have to pick from the best from what we got. We got a lot of good candidates. We don't have great candidates. We got a lot of good ones. And Elizabeth Warren is a good candidate. And she is an electable candidate. I think she is, too. And I think that people that 
are on the left, you know, more than the center, more than the right, need to start realizing that Bernie Sanders is not going to be this miracle president that's going to suddenly do things that he was never doing previously in his career. Just like Trump, whenever he was saying, oh, I'm not, I would never do this, never do that, and then start doing this and that. It's my fear that basically what Doug just said, that Bernie Sanders represents a possible Democratic Trump presidency where he might get one piece of legislation passed, mm-hmm. but the rest of his presidency is, 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 yeah. is stopped in Congress because he's too radical. This is my concern. It's not a lack of affection or lack of respect for Bernie Sanders. It's an acknowledgement of the political realities. And it's an acknowledgement of the fact that I've been working in this field for my entire life. And Barack Obama, who is a moderate Democrat, was stopped in his tracks in Congress. Imagine if someone comes along... In, to the presidency and calls themselves a socialist. Especially in this time, I feel like. I feel like it's already so much more divisive even than it was when Obama got elected the first time. No, Trump, you're entirely right. Trump is responsible for the most divisive time in American history since the Civil War. It doesn't help to have, an, uh, yeah, like, speaking of Civil War, it doesn't help, uh, help having a Civil War relic in there like the common. And yeah. you know, how to run things. You know, just basically railroad and stuff is like just like based on party lines. The reality is, a, a lot have a lot of moderate commentators have observed the previous week these these impeachment hearings in the Senate have looked basically because the because the Republicans have on essentially a party line vote voted to not hear from witnesses right. that we are now basically yeah. in a monarchy. Exactly. Because they are just exactly it, the the proof is abundant before the witnesses need to be heard, yeah. yep. but they are not even for hearing these people. When John Bolton has a book that's going to be published soon that says he is a firsthand witness yep. to this to the, yep. to these crimes that are borderline treason that are high crimes. Borderline, it is treason. Again, so I mean. A lot have a lot of moderate a lot of moderate commentators in the last week have described what we are now seeing as a monarchy because they are just aligning themselves completely with whatever Trump says, no matter how fucking ridiculous and how true. counter it is to political norms. Yeah, yep. that's that's exactly. Yeah, because I think I read somewhere that uh, the only senator that has a higher rating than Trump in their district is Romney. Yeah. Everyone else supports Trump far more than they do their senators. And Romney was just disinvited, I believe, yesterday yes, CPAC. from CPAC yeah. because of his stance on witnesses. Yep. Um, Romney was, you know, Romney is an interesting uh, study because he is a conservative. People people want to call him some kind of leftist or moderate, but the reality is he's a conservative. Insane. Yeah, yeah he's a that's conservative. nuts. Who wants to call him that? <laughs> yeah, that's in, crazy. In every other reality, but Trump as president, he would be considered a conservative. Mm-hmm. The reality is this is a man who is in his 70s mm-hmm. who does not really... Ha- he he wants his legacy. He He's obviously concerned with his legacy. And yes, he should be. They all should be. But they don't fucking care. They're only concerned with the short term. They're only concerned with, oh, if I go against Trump right now, then somebody on the, somebody who's a big Trump supporter is going to 
primary me, and I'm going to lose. That's the reality. And... Hey, that'd be the downfall at the end of the day. So no, we're we're gonna see this. This is this. Twenty twenty is gonna be such is such an important election because it, it is either we're gonna reset where we are as a country and try to be a twenty first century country, <laughs> or or the fall of the of Rome continues. What's the definition of a twenty first century? I'll tell you. A lot of what Andrew Yang had to say yes. on these debate stages. I've he been might not for months and months. The, the the this country might not be ready, and I'm not a supporter of Andrew Yang. Mm-hmm. But this country might not be ready for what a lot of Andrew Yang is saying. However, it is it is the reality. Automation is the future, and is going to displace a lot of the working class and a lot of the middle class. And people, it's so science fictiony to consider that. That people just put it out of their minds. Yeah, but yeah, and dismiss exactly. it. But when it starts becoming the reality, yeah. these robots have started appearing in Walmart. So you know, nuts. like four it, years from now, people are tripping. Four, After the class I took at, at school, this stuff is literally—it's already out there. It's just about it becoming more affordable for the average person. The Internet of Things, your computer is going to be connected to your refrigerator. Is going to be connected to your car. And all this shit's going to happen like, dude, you could be in your car and be like, oh, shit. What do I need at the grocery store? Let me look in my fridge. You know what I'm saying? That's literally about to happen. And people are batshit crazy if they think that's not going to happen. The reality is this stuff is already here. Artificial intelligence is already costing jobs. People have just not caught up to this yet. But four years from now, they will be fully aware of the threat that artificial intelligence has to working Americans. So... I think that Andrew Yang, he's a little bit naive in some of the stuff he says. However, he's yeah. the only only major candidate That's talking, about. talking about artificial intelligence, yeah. talking about the these threats to the working class in America, and I think that's very very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's offer up predictions. Here's my for Iowa. Iowa is tomorrow. We're talking. Uh, we're we're recording this on Sunday, February second, February uh, twenty twenty. Every time I say twenty twenty, it sounds like I'm fucking talking the in future, the future. Dude. <laughs> literally, like I'm in the future space world. Yes, it sounds ridiculous. Um, however, tomorrow is the Iowa uh, caucus. Um, Bernie Sanders right now. Polling wise, is the front runner. There's no way around it. He is top in Iowa. He's top in New Hampshire. He's he's the best polling candidate. He's now surpassed Joe Biden for top polling candidate among Black Americans. Um, he he's I mean among millennials. Um, he just he's the bee's knee. He he really. Um, He's going to benefit from a lot of moderate candidates in this primary. If Pete was not running, Joe Biden would be eating eating his lunch right now, I think. People like Amy Klobuchar, who is starting to peak in Iowa. She is actually, in the latest polling in Iowa I saw, she is ahead of Pete Buttigieg in Iowa. Wow. I'm tell you all about Mayor Pete, man. Man, he's just something about him, man. He's actually apparently too white for Iowa. That's what it says to me. Um, I mean, the reality is... Who knew? (laughs) When you put out an official campaign video with the soundtrack being Panic at the Disco, you've really cemented your case as the most white candidate. Here's the thing about Panic at the Disco. 
I don't know a single song that they've ever recorded. I just know that white people fuck with them heavy. You know, so that I says it all. It's like panic exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know their accurate the accurate name of the band. I just know they're very popular with white people, and I just know that it was not. He should have. He should have done something with like Kendrick Lamar or even Lizzo would have been better. As unpopular as Lizzo is with the black community, I suspect Lizzo would have been an improvement over Panic yeah, with the dis- at the disco. Sucks. I just I like Pete too, man. Yeah, I you know that's the thing I tell yeah, people. I, tell I know, I know, I mean you were right. It doesn't. I'm not. I still like him. Here's the that's thing: is I, still think he's a smart dude. I wanted Pete to be the guy that people liked. It just didn't happen. He's not a likable guy. I can't. I can't support a losing candidate. <laughs> and when you're 37 years old, when you're by far the youngest candidate running, and you're the most so unpopular that candidate with nuts. young people, it's nuts. I, I, that's, <laughs> they hate him. That's very, very telling. I try to tell people you, my I, age I, hate he's him. Not a likable guy, man. I'd he like says stuff in a weird way, man. He says stuff that's off-putting. It's like he. No, honestly, every time he opens his mouth in a debate, I'm like, I, I don't, I, you're, you're good, you're doing good. I just don't know what he's just. It's he's very corporate. He has a very corporate feel yeah. to him, and that's not the feel for 2020. Yeah. And people are very. You're either you're always a leftist career-wise, or you're you're not. And Bernie Sanders is that guy. That's yeah. why Bernie Sanders is the guy of the moment. Um. Yep. I just hope he. I hope. I hope people realize before the end of the primary that Bernie Sanders is our ticket to, to getting getting leftist ideas completely dismissed from this country for the next 50, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Because there are other candidates. Elizabeth Warren, for instance, is someone that is advocating Medicare for all, just like Bernie Sanders. But she's not. Doesn't have this. But she has a way to pay for it. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know, she's 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 the responsible version of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. In my eyes, as someone who's worked in politics his entire adult life, that's how I view her. That's how I view her sale to the American people, and I think that's how the American people will see her. I hope. Um, I just think it's fucked up that because you're she's like it. she's perceived as a moderate. You're, Doug Dude, has been laughing for a minute straight. I don't. <laughs> I'm laughing at that, like, a responsible Bernie Sanders. He's not. Listen, <laughs> Bernie Sanders has been talking about the same shit for 40 years, like. Which is great, but. I respect is, him, but it's not a, it's not a realistic approach to politics dude, in the United I just, States. I do, I feel like people are overlooking the steps after someone becomes president. That's I feel, it? Yeah, I feel like they're like, oh, once he's in there. You don't will wave the magic wand and everything he's saying is going to happen. And that's not going to happen. Let me say for the record that anytime I've been on here, I've said Elizabeth Warren is a person I've been going with. And I will be. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, y'all, now y'all it's our official candidate. No, 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 listen. I, listen, listen, listen. I agree, I agree. No, I want her. I want her to be the candidate. And yeah. I want her to get her shit in order. Yeah. That's the thing. I think she will be the most progressive electable candidate that will beat Donald Trump. That's what I that's why I like Elizabeth Warren because she's not like a Republican like. She is an actual left of center candidate and I think we we she know that, she know that tax law. 
Yeah, exactly. She's smart as fuck. We need we, we need someone who actually knows how shit operates, exactly. like yes. her, as opposed to Bernie Sanders, who has been exactly. just saying, "All we need to give everybody, uh, you know, free fucking college and everything." No, the reality is, that, no. You know, it sounds ridiculous, and I'm not trying to do a Bernie Sanders impression. However, to people in like Middle America. They see him as like this fucking crazy person who's give <laughs> let's give free everything to everyone. Whereas Elizabeth Warren is at least you get a car. You get. A car. I was actually going to say Oprah two minutes ago. That's the reason Oprah is not running for president right now. She would be the most likable person in the primary. However, she doesn't know how to get shit done in the Congress. That's my point here. Is that she? Elizabeth Warren's not the most likable person in the I primary. She knows how to get stuff done. I think exactly. she will be an effective president. Whereas yeah, I just she has gotten yeah. stuff done. That's the thing. She was the person who founded the consumer, whatever the fuck it's called. I can't remember because I'm slightly uh, consumer, inebriated. Consumer is something agency or some shit like that. It's consumer what? protection, yeah. etc. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Yeah. That that Trump and them they're trying to dismantle that. Well, as uh, earlier in the Trump administration, um, his current chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, was he actually appointed him to be the head of the uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, Consumer Protection Agency, yeah. and he was a from the very beginning of this agency, he was a fierce opponent of of its of its aims. So to put him as the head of it is is exactly. Is, I mean, there's there a purpose of it. I mean, oh, like, obviously, yeah. So that's the thing. Like I look at it as like um, I, the I consumer at, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Nate has just brought the exact name to my attention. The, uh, cons- the what was it again? Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. All right, cool. Because. Yeah, they were trying to like that. The, I look at stuff like whenever like people like Trump and his cronies. I look yes. at stuff like that when they try to dismantle things like that. And I'm like, okay, that must be a good thing. And ever since she established that, they've been like, no, nah, let's kind of pick apart at that since we can't just take it apart. And so that all of, like all at one. So they're trying to just strip the powers individually. So it's not only that. I think it's worth mentioning at this point because it's not it's not mentioned in the mainstream press enough. Mm-hmm. How if you look at the people. Barack Obama, for the most for the most for the most point, the people that he appointed to the cabinet, the people that he, for instance, his Secretary of Energy was a guy who had a doctorate in nuclear physics. Yeah. So he's a guy who knew something yeah, about yeah, energy. Exactly. Okay. So who's that clown that guy with the EPA? Okay. So president President Perry, right? Trump's Trump's head of the Department of Energy. Is former governor of Texas Rick Perry, yeah, exactly. who in the 2016 primary literally could not name the Department of Energy. He was trying to think of it in the middle of the televised primary and could not name of it. However, he is now the head of the Department of Primary, That's Texas uh, Department of Energy. Texas man. So th- my point is this: Barack Obama, at least for the most part, tried to put people in positions of power in the cabinet. Who had experience yeah. in these fields? Who had expertise? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Stephen Chu, Barack Obama's Department of Energy um, uh, head, yeah. had a had a doctorate in nuclear physics. Exactly. Rick Perry, former governor of Texas, has a bachelor's degree in animal husbandry. What? Are you serious? I think it's like I. 
I'm not exactly sure what animal husbandry is. I feel like it's... <coughs> I used to know. That's verified, right? Yeah, no, that's 100% true that he does have a bachelor's degree. That's his highest level of education. No, is. no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I've never heard that major before in my life. No, that is an actual major in, uh, for a bachelor's degree. And that is what Rick Perry's bachelor's degree is in. I'm tr- I think Animal it's... Animal husbandry. I think it's, like, in the breeding of, like, cattle and stuff like that, which would make sense considering it's sexist. Don't take my word for gospel... He definitely does have a bachelor's in animal husbandry. I just don't remember exactly what that is. You learn something new every day. Yes. But that is the gentleman that is now the head of the Department of Energy in the United States of America. The the sole world power, so to speak, in the in the world today, in 2020. My point is, Trump, his, his priority was not putting people who had a level of expertise in these Sorry. fields... Whereas Barack Obama, whereas traditionally and yeah. and presidential, presidents yes, yeah. most presidents, regardless yeah. of party, yeah. that is their aim. Yeah. Trump didn't know anything, yeah. and he was picking people that he saw as potential loyalists. Same thing with Ben Carson. This oh. gentleman, say what you want about Ben Carson. There's a lot we could say about Ben Carson. He's one of the best brain surgeons in the United States of America. However, his experience in performing surgery on the brains of human beings does not give you one iota of experience in the field of um, housing for um, working class Americans because he's now the head of HUD. Uh, of HUD. Yeah. And so I, I just think it's worth pointing out that traditionally one of the many, many things that's been upended in this presidential administration has been Let's give people who have expertise in these fields, let's give them these cabinet positions. And let's not leave out Betsy DeVos. Well, no, actually... Yeah, like, yeah, let's not leave her out at all. No, no, let's talk about her. Yeah. Let's, let's spend a 30 seconds on yeah, Betsy. Yeah, you do that, please. So yes. her, she actually did have experience in the field of education. However, how, how much experience? However, her experience is related to advocating solely for... Charter schools, the huh? Charter schools oh. and... Oh, the for-profit school. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So as a, a good uh, proportion of this country uh, is against... Oh, and also, wouldn't she try to take money away from special education, too? Uh, that's on record. I, I, don't, I don't no, no, know no, about that. No, you can, no, no, that's on record. No, you can look that up. No, that's on record in doing that. I yeah. will be honest with you, Doug. I yeah. can't attest to that. However, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if she specifically tried to reduce money I've, I've allocated looked, to special hey, education. I've looked it up. If you want to dispute me, please, please holler at me. No, that's not uh, at all what I'm trying to do. So let's 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 make a switch. Let's make a pivot. So let's do this. Let's do, no. Let's not make the pivot yet. Go ahead. Let's Go make ahead. our quick predictions. predictions for Iowa, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow, this will, podcast will be online. Are you talking about if, if we got money on it, right? That's how we're looking at it as. If, if we got money on the line, who's going? I'm not going to announce the spread. <laughs> on, uh, is there a spread on this? I of course, know. It is. Uh, yeah, definitely. But there are betting markets for for political races now. Um, yeah, there are. That being said, let's pick who we believe will win the first contest in the 2020 Democratic. So we're acting like we've got money on it. Yeah, fine, fine. fine. If that helps you, you first. I. This is politics with Eddie. Eddie got to go first. This is both aspirational and uh, who I believe will come out on top. I think Elizabeth Warren. I think Elizabeth, I want Elizabeth Warren to win Iowa. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that she will win Iowa because she is a strong sec. People don't, they're not talking a lot about this mm-hmm. in the mainstream press, but mm-hmm. your second choice mm-hmm. in the, uh, in, for, for the Democratic primary, that matters yeah. in Iowa. Yeah. And she is by far the strongest yeah. second choice among candidates. Mm-hmm. And I think that will ultimately, that combined with her strong organizing uh, effort in the state of Iowa, I think Elizabeth Warren, she's in polling as in fourth right now in some polls in Iowa. I still maintain belief that she will win Iowa. Mm-hmm. Nate? I mean, I think Bernie Sanders. Bernie. Yeah. If I had money on Feeling it. Feeling the burn. If I had money on it, you know, it's. I feel like it's hard to say yeah, you know otherwise. What? I've lost a lot of money on some long shots, but you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Miss Warren because yeah. hey, I like what Eddie said in terms of like earlier. He was talking about uh, and like how presidents have you know, certain chiefs of staff, you know, that have certain aims. You know, to do things that are positive and then like have some credentials. I feel Elizabeth Warren's the most credentialed person that we can have right now to kind of get us out of the mess that we're in. So, well, that's very aspirational. I hope that I that. I hope that in Iowa, people will start to realize that she is a very she is the most responsible choice for a. Depending on a bunch of people, God help us all. <laughs> oh. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about the raps music. That's raps like, music. That, that sounds like so. Nah, don't, don't ever do Man. that. Man. Like, so, yo, I don't <laughs> think we've had a, an episode since uh, Roddy Rich's tape drop. Yeah, that, that's, that's Dude, dope. that's some heat. That's dope. I, that's dope. I feel, dude, I feel the Man. same way about it. You, you like the box, Doug? Woo! So, there Doug, if, if you're new to the podcast, Doug is yeah. wearing a Benny the Butcher hat right now. He is our resident. He is, he is our resident, always persistently old head that dismisses nearly yeah, every kind of new. No, no, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. It's just more of like you got to have some substance. You got to have something like you're saying that like you can feel the soul in what Roddy Rich is saying. Man, I like, like, you feel like he's got some. He's got some variety to what he comes with. And he has yep. some actual lyrics. That's my problem with, like, not even a, a whole lot of the younger generation. It's a part of the younger generation that's on the drugs. And they know who I'm talking about. Like, you talking know, about me? No, I'm not talking about <laughs> you. Even I'm looking at you, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, the ones that, like, the ones that are doing the stuff that Juice World and that generation has to come to. You know, you look, when you mess with that lean and that stuff, it kind of, it may take you to a different place, like, in terms of, like, like intellectually, but it's messing with you and breaking your body down. As in, plus, I'm, I don't mess with that type of stuff. But I look at Roddy Rich. I don't think he's on that. I think he's naturally talented, and I enjoy what the brother is saying, yeah. his message. You know, that's, I feel, that's I feel the I same way about the Roddy Rich tape that I did about the uh, the baby tape, honestly. Yeah. Because it was in, yeah. like, dude, I said it. I yeah. said the baby tape is going to be in rotation for a yeah. minute, and it's still hitting. It's still, and I feel the same way about Roddy Rich. As, as of this recording, mm-hmm. The Box is the number one song in the country. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't have to beg anybody on Twitter to do that either, like Justin Bieber or Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to do that. He had to beg for none of that. He was a straight talent. But anyway... Even with, like, like uh, they say, we're talking about the baby. And I don't like how people are criticizing him in terms of saying, like, he's rapping on the same repetitive beats and all that. And the dude got talent. If he got talent, man. Oh, he's got – he, he's, he's definitely got talent. You know? However, do – has anyone 
on this recording believe the baby will be a very big rapper in two years from now. Dude, I honestly I, 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 think, I so. think so. I think so. I do I because really do. He, now yeah. he's got two tapes that both hit. And and dude, this new Bop is still up on like top ten on the charts. And it's and been like four I actually months. think that he will be. Outside of that, you can see how he's moving in terms of yeah. any time when these cops be trying to fuck with him. In terms of like, oh well, you, hey, he's in his hometown. I don't know if you saw that. He was in his hometown, in yeah, Charlotte. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, outside of a uh, concert, they tried, like he went to like away from his car, and the cops just immediately like by 15, 20 minutes later, bum rushed his car, found a little bit of weed or something like that, arresting him. Uh, like yeah, like took him down, but I think he got out like in two hours. But he presented presented himself in a very professional way, explaining what happened, and talking about he was going to take action against the city for a wrongful arrest, basically yeah. just messing around with. Him. You don't really see that with these youngsters in terms of speak and articulating that on camera, you know, in a very in a way that like it's scary to certain people. So I think he's going to be around. He's going to be a force. I, I I'm, I'm rooting for baby. I would I'm not. For the baby. I I like this new album. I like the first the, the first single from the new album. What was yeah. it called? Uh, uh, intro. The, intro. 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 I thought yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was perfect because it has yeah. a lot of yeah. substance on it. Yeah. It's yeah. not talking about the right. shit that he was known for previously. So I I have a lot of hope for him, and he sounds fucking good on a lot of beats. That's what it comes down to, honestly. I don't fuck. Yes, I'm very different than you, Doug, and I don't fucking care about substance. I just want you to sound good on a beat. That's all I care about, honestly. I listen. This is my little tangent. I'm gonna take one minute on this. Future is one of my favorite artists, and he's like seen as like one of the best songwriters in hip hop. He doesn't necessarily write, like, the greatest songs in the world, but his shit always hits. I'm glad you mentioned Future. So how do you feel, like, like, do you feel like he's had an influence in the younger generation in terms of what... uh, Yo, Juice World said, Juice World said in an interview, Mm -hmm. um, Codeine Crazy Mm -hmm. was the number one influence on me, and I started drinking Promethazine syrup from that day. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's obviously that's not a good thing. And, 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 and for the record, like Nate is, I'm not, sorry, why I say Nate? <laughs> Eddie is wearing a dirty sprite hat. Oh and, shit! By the, <laughs> by the way, so just so for the record, it was on. How do you feel? about It was on discount on Carbon Loop. Cool, but how do you feel about the younger the younger generation being influenced by that? Because I'm not. And that's the thing. It's just like. I, I've always like, even though we, like, and I listen to gangster rap. We always did like in terms of the NWA. Like we can, we I'm, I don't know. The, I'm pretty sure you can quote it, but I'm pretty. But I can quote that stuff. We all like our generation can, and it had a certain influence on us. Co- Codeine Crazy is seen as like one of the most influential trap songs ever, and that's one of my favorite songs. It is a dope. It's like a six minute fucking epic of trap music. Yeah. It is dope as shit. However, you can't argue Juice World was as much lean as he was anything. And you can't... Obviously, it's not a positive that people decided based on one song, yo, I'm going to start sipping lean. So people have their own choices, right? Basically, at the end of the day. I mean, I I, I can see that, but... They, They do... And 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 people are, I think people are way too susceptible to influence from pop music, which is what Future is. Future has admitted in multiple interviews in the last couple of years, I'm not addicted to this shit. Like I do this shit because it's popular and because it's what pops off. Future knows that. However, when Coding Crazy came out, 
when Cody Crazy came out, people were Future was not saying that shit because that he wanted that shit to pop. And so when all these people that heard that Cody Crazy in the first couple years, like. They didn't know Future wasn't about this life. That rapper, that most rappers weren't sipping fucking. That it's only a handful of rappers that are addicted to this shit hopelessly. And the reality is, it promethazine syrup is extremely addictive. Yeah, it's bad Rest for you, DJ man. DJ Screw, Pimp C, yeah, Juice World, all multiple people. Like that's the reality, and it's it's not a good thing. Fredo and Fredo, like. He was clean, but he died from the, you know, relapse. Yeah, very unfortunate. And, and and so no, it's not. It, it's not. It's a dope song, but people need to take more responsibility. Need to and need to really look into it and see. Is everything that this top top twenty rapper saying to me like a reflective of how he's living his life? And even if it is, yeah. should I be modeling my life after? Like, this guy who's just rapping this really irresponsible shit. Like, Percocet. What, what is it? Molly Percocet. Molly Percocet. You shouldn't be doing Molly and Percocet in the same day. That's not good. You're going to die from that. These are serious drugs. And I think the reality is most people need to have this shit in mind when so, they're listening to this music. Just because it sounds good and it's catchy... Like, fucking have a little bit more responsibility, like... So, in the same vein that we preach political awareness, you should have awareness of your own life. Is that what you're saying? Uh, obviously. A, a thousand percent juice world. Message! <laughs> the, the craziest thing, and I said this to Nate. I remember saying this to Nate. I didn't really have much respect for Juice World before he passed. I didn't really listen to a full Juice World project before he passed. After he passed... I listened to some of his shit. I was like, oh, fuck. This dude was super fucking talented. And and the reality is promethazine is fucking... It's it's heroin in liquid form. That's the thing, yeah. And people need to fucking catch up to this shit. If you keep doing this shit on a regular basis, you're you're gonna die. Legends have died. Pimp C, DJ Screw, these are certified legends. People Juice World is now a certified legend because he's dead. Only legends with people we probably know and like have been around, you know, for a little bit have died. You know, I got word back home, like a friend of a friend passed away over a heroin overdose or some pills. So it's, it's it's hitting everybody. It's not just hitting legends. It's hitting everybody. So no, you're you're hey, those kids, man. Hey, hey, if you hey, if you under you know, I mean, like it's not even about kids. If you struggling with any type of abuse, or like drug abuse, you know, just hey, try to you know find some help for that. Like look at some people that you can talk to, the like just to get the uh, get the path started, and then go about the way of getting that corrected. Because hey, there's people that are really affected by by you by you like. Going not only going through that, but let's say if you had passed away, you know, because of some drug abuse, it's, it's, uh, the, the stuff you leave behind, you know, people don't really realize that. So, you know, just gotta, you know, just gotta be more attentive to like your your own life and how it affects other people as well in terms of how like a lot of people love you and care for you and they want to see you out here win. It's like want to see Eddie out here winning, but he's not winning with this dirty sprite hat. Honestly, it's a, it's, it's a really dope. It's a really dope hat. It's a denim hat that just got a picture of a cup 
that's got like you know it's got purple it's got purple in the cup you that's know what the cup is about that's you, a whole bottle of sprite you know that's what the cup you know what the that's cup is about that's not a cup that's honestly a <laughs> i think the i think the hat cost me ten dollars max it was a dope hat i was like yo i fuck with dj screw and pimp c a lot so it made sense at the time yeah you, know, you like the m&m shit right yeah. so okay fine fine it, this, that's that's nate's I'll, version I'll, of I'll, that's nate's version of a good transition segue <laughs> yeah, 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 i'll fuck with the new m even though i've been kind of like i haven't been i've been kind of negative about him on the on this pod in past episodes i was fucking with the new one that darkness song i was really fucking with that Honestly, I don't even know what song you're talking about. I I'm I think I'm on the exact same page as Nate in that I I want to be open minded whenever I hear an Eminem song, but it's like when that Griselda song came out last year, I was like, "Yo, this shit is hot." And then Eminem came on, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta turn this shit off immediately." Here's the thing: if Conway Bang. Yes, Bang. If if you if you like Eminem, you will love this shit. It's like old Eminem. That's what I feel like. I feel like if you like old Eminem, it's like a comeback for him. You know, it's, it's like, but it's man. Real, it's really crazy that he's now, he's like pushing 50. Yeah, and, and he's topping the charts. But he's talking the same kind of con- like yeah. subject matter that he was talking when he was in his early 20s. That's a serious problem. But here's the thing. I feel like he didn't talk about that shit and he fell and people were like, oh, Eminem sucks now. So he's like, you know what? If I want to have a hit again, this is what I got to do. And look at what happened. Okay, so it's not 1999 anymore. Yeah, but now, but dude, now he's on top of the charts. and he, he He's on the, top of the charts because he has probably the most loyal fan base of no, any rapper dude, alive. because I feel like, did he top the charts last time he dropped some shit? I don't remember anything. I, I would be surprised if he didn't. I don't think... I don't know, man. I don't remember shit from when he used to... And now, now he's got songs with Juice World and Don Tolliver on it. Okay, that so that's that's what, this, that's what this Eminem album was to me. The last one flopped because he was trying to be... I, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to be. But this was, to me, this was the Eminem album where he is trying to appeal to the mainstream. is is desperate to be... I don't know about desperate, but it worked. I don't know what else to say. I, I have not heard this much about Eminem in, like, literally about a decade. Listen, here, here's the thing about Eminem. Is that... And the new Eminem album. Is the, the, what is it? Godzilla? The song with Juice World. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I was like, oh, this is dope. And then Eminem comes on the song, and I'm like, I'm completely... And it might just be me. I think it is me, to be honest. I'll if be completely If you don't like his flow and shit, then you're not going to like it. But it's it's like old Eminem. I just can't... I can't listen to an Eminem album. I don't think... It doesn't matter who did the beats, who produced... Who's the executive producer. I just... I don't think I'm capable of, of enjoying an Eminem album. And um, that's what it comes down to. Um, Yo, well, the new Wayne album was decent. Honestly, it's like it, I, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was Lil Wayne. I can't speak on it. I have not listened to a single song from it. Although I'm a big Lil Wayne fan, I'm looking forward to hearing it's good. Uh, funeral. Oh, dude, fuck, I don't know if you're this. Uh, Lil Nas X dropped the remix with Nas. With Nas, yes. After yeah. The, after the Grammys. Yeah, they did that. I it was pretty good, man. Have you guys? Have you guys heard I it? I haven't heard it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked. I was like, wow, this is this is cool, man. I liked it. All right, y'all have to. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Um, I I haven't I haven't heard it yet. Doug I know has heard it yet. Uh, the the new currency album. Yeah, it's dope. Currency dope. currency has to drop a new project like every three yeah, he weeks. Surprised everybody on that one. Uh, so he's uh, Larry June is on. I don't know if y'all uh, listen Larry June like that. He's on it. He's dope. Ty's on it. 
Um, who else? Uh, Chevy Woods. He's affiliated. Oh, yeah, with Chevy him. Woods is dope. Yeah. I haven't heard of him in a while. But yeah, it's dope. It's dope. It's entirely like produced it. by DJ Fresh. Exactly. Uh, Shout out to DJ Fresh. Who I did not anticipate producing an entire project DJ for Fresh, Currency. DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh. Nice. <laughs> I like that drum. Has anyone heard the single from the Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack? No. Nope. Um, I heard a little bit when Wiz was doing it. And yeah, Wiz Khalifa, Ty yeah. Dollar Sign, yeah. Will Yachty. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> interesting. It, it wasn't my type of sound. I'll just say that. I, hey, shout out to Wiz. I love what he does. But that was a little bit too poppy for me. I was like, yeah, I'm really that long. Nah. Uh, let's see. What what have I heard? I finished the Theophilus London project, Bebby. How's that? Very, very good. Yep, I would imagine. It was like, again, he's he makes he always makes good music, but it's not like going to be popping Popular, with the mainstream. Yeah, exactly. And it's very much, it's like he's starting to embrace the fact that he's not going to be mainstream. Yeah. I, I really liked a lot of songs on there. It's kind of like the Wallow. No, I actually not. never listened to the new Wale album. I gotta check that no, shit out. I feel like he's like, I don't know, man. He's like more underground. I don't know. I because I, I always associate him with. Oh, the he's blue. definitely definitely way. I always associate him with blue. So like that's yeah, real that's underground. That may be a good, a good comparison. Mm-hmm. The Mac Miller album. So I, I liked it a lot. Oh, I, I have not listened it. to it. I need to listen to it, but it's just it's tough, man. It's not a rap album. But here's I liked the thing. It a lot. Here's the I did Is not. It's uh yeah it's so a lot of people are say it's like swimming 2.0 I feel I it's feel a, like it's like I I you disagreed when I said this I think it's very lo-fi it's like a lo-fi hip hop okay, okay okay that's I, what yeah, I think bro when I think of lo-fi I think of like muddled vocals he's clear on all his shit and everything is mixed nicely I don't know when I think of, maybe I just have a different definition of lo-fi I don't know here's the thing rest in peace man yeah I. Whenever I hear Mac Miller project, I always want him to be rapping a lot on it because he's one of the best rappers that has come out since he came out. Yeah. Um, but I realize he the reality is Mac Miller was a real fucking musician and ra- he wanted to explore realms that were yeah. not just related to rapping on a track and I get that. And this was the project that I really felt like comfortable with enjoying it just for what it was and not just like being disappointed that he wasn't rapping on it. Yeah. Um, I just the songs were just really good. Like real good. It just it really makes me even more sad than I was before because th- he was like just completely removed from rapping. This was one of the best talents we had in popular music. Yeah. And it's just it's just ridiculous to see just this is an unfinished album that got yeah. a lot of it produced that got a lot of it finished after he passed just and it's still so fucking good yeah. the promise that this kid had was just amazing um yeah i i really liked the project quite a bit yeah, liked it a lot um man it random no new music necessarily but this dude rod wave man check him out <laughs> Whew. I just can't, yeah. like, man, he's just got the formula down, man. All his songs are like hey, you keep mentioning them. I'm gonna check two them minutes long yeah, about, right? So out. it's like, man, but they're complete songs. So yeah. it's, wow, I fuck with him yeah. hard. Yeah, I guess I guess he did drop, his big hit is Hard on Ice. Okay, hard and he, on Ice. Yeah, he just dropped a remix cool. with uh, pretty sure a little Dirk on it. So, yeah, yeah it's solid, though. But, uh, that's pretty much it. All right, uh, from- hey, before we uh, wrap this, uh, I, I will say this. Um, as I've, I've been a sports fan for a very long time, and um, Kobe came into the league mm-hmm. until like at 17 years old, 
And uh, even though I've been a Bulls fan, grew up in Chicago, so MJ was kind of like what what we what we saw. I can understand and did not really understand how like popular Kobe was until you know the tragic passing of him and the eight others, including his daughter. Um, just want to reach out to their families and say, hey, we uh, we loving on your families. Hey, we we uh, we sorry for that the, that tragic accident. Uh, rest in peace to everybody and Kobe and uh, to all the Lakers nation, everybody that was fans of him. We thinking about y'all, y'all y'all in our hearts and our prayers and. You know, it's just, man, it's, it's, it's just let you know, hey, life is short. And you got to think about things in a different way. You know, like just wrap out all the bad stuff that you have, bad, like bad relationships that you that you could reach out to people and commend. Do that while you're still here. It just lets you know that time is finite and we got to take advantage of it every single day. So rest yes, in peace still. Yeah, I want to echo that. I'm probably the least appropriate person for advocating healing feuds. Because I have quite a bit of feuds. Um, but honestly and objectively, heal any negativity that you are capable of healing. Because you don't know when people will pass. And uh, I'm sure a majority of us have experienced uh, no people that have passed far before their time. And uh, you don't want someone to pass when there's when there's unpleasantness between you. Um so yeah, Kobe was what, 42? Yep. 41. 41. Yep. And, um, Four little girls, man. Yeah, so uh, make peace when you can. And uh, if you can. And uh, what, do we want to offer up Super Bowl predictions on this Super Bowl Sunday? Man, I'm thinking Chiefs, but I don't, I don't really care. I just want to see a good football game. Yeah. I want a good football game. I think it will be the best Super Bowl in a, in a minute. Um... I want the Chiefs to win. Mm-hmm. However, I think the defense, the really fucking great defense that 49ers have, I think that's going to be an issue. And I think the I think the Niners will win it narrowly. As much as I want the Chiefs to win, I think narrow, I think Niners, I'm going to say ne- Niners by 3. By 3. Okay. I'm hoping for a good game. That's really it. I'm going a little further. Um, Niners 31, Chiefs 28. Right. That's by three. I know. Score. Fair. Fair. Everyone, be well. In uh, rest in peace, man. What? 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 Doug just said there. See you later. Bye, bye, there. <laughs>